This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch and I will be joined as ever by Danny Baker. Uh, we have a special guest on tonight, which is going to be the new Wimbledon MD, Danny Macklin. He'll be joining us uh, soon. Uh, but first off, let me introduce Danny Baker. How are we? You good? Absolute World Cup fever, Lee. I'm absolutely loving it. You're into it now, yeah? Oh, mate. Well, I'm always into it anyway. I've always been a big World Cup fan, but I've been watching it. It's been great as well with the kids at school because we did like a big, you know, all the top 24 teams ranked who's done it. And we've got a little lad at work who's, what is he? He's a, he's a, like a 19-year-old new Gap student. He's basically decided that he started to like get into like online gambling and stuff. So I was like, don't do this. This is a terrible idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, no, 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 100%. So he was like, I've got, tw- I've got a 20-game accumulator. It's going to be £4,500 <laughs> to one. It's going to come in. And I was like, I'll, I'll give you your money back. I said, I'll take the bet off you because it's a bad idea. I said, but if you want to keep it, how about we have a curry bet? You can have 20 teams and you can have the draw and I'll have whoever is like the loser. And he was like, oh, yeah, OK, easy, easy. First game, Argentina, Saudi Arabia. He picks <laughs> Argentina. I see 40, 8 o'clock Friday. So well, is he, is <laughs> he going to, will he pay out? Because most people who listen know that you don't pay out on bets, like food bets. So. Oh, that is, do you know what? I thought you might, <laughs> I know you don't like Christmas, but that the Christmas spirit ain't with you, is it? I'm not a fan of Christmas. But yeah, World Cup fever, I'm right into it. Love it. Yeah, yeah, you look like it, yeah. Yeah, I've got right into it. It's, uh, some of the games are a bit boring, though, aren't they, really? Some of them have not started well. They they can be, um, but I, again, it's just that it's the only time I'm ever going to watch sort of Denmark versus Ecuador and get mildly excited. We were talking about this earlier. Me and, me and my boys were talking about it and saying how the golden generation just ain't around anymore. There's not, you know, like we're talking like Van Persie's, you mean your French, like the Zidane's and your Henri's, your Terry's and stuff like that. Where now, is it us or is football, footballers are just not as good anymore? as they once were. You're looking at the French team and thinking they're still, like Mbappe's good, but other than that, they're not very good. There's a still, like Busquets is still turning out for Spain. There's like Gabby, but other than that, there's not many people. And why is it that, is it because we watch them so often now? So you, you like when you used to watch the Brazil team, you only used to watch them in a World Cup. You never used to see them play for their club games, where now you're seeing them all the time. It's like, well, I know what name I can do. He's a diver. He's a bit of cheap, bit of skills, but yeah. 
I wonder whether FIFA has a bit of that as well. I think that that like you said, you can kind of play FIFA and all these people are kind of household names. And the one of the good the fun parts of, of the Saudi Arabia game Argentina is it's the guys we know are versus the guys that we don't. But it's been, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, I don't know, really. I guess it's also that time when you're 15, the whole world is just a World Cup and that's it. But there's no kids, there's no work, there's no, oh my God, I've got a hangover. There's no, what am I doing Saturday? It's the World Cup. And that, I mean, I'm a cricket man, so we had cricket and World Cup. But in general, it was just, this is the World Cup. This is the epicentre of my whole planet. I'm 15. I can't go to a club. I can't really pull birds, unless you're you, obviously, Lee. You're an absolute lad. Or anything else. So it's literally, all I'm going to do is watch the World Cup. And it's absolutely wicked. But It is good. Four games games a day is decent as well. Four games a day. And they're all decent kickoff times as well. They are good. Well, the only thing I was going to say to you is, in from all the my random question, which isn't overly brilliant, we've got the last game today. Is there anyone in particular who thought, right, they're my team for this year? I take England out of it. Who are you fancying? No one else other than England. No one else. You, there's not one other team that you feel like, do you know what? France might they're, be because Mbappe's decent. But other than watching England the other day, there's not one team that touches us. Well, our three subs that came on the other day, Grealish... Wilson and who's the other guys that came on? No uh, idea. Foden. I didn't get to watch second half. Foden well, would, yeah. would get in pretty much every other team. I think that England are the team to beat. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's always said, really you, ones, you it? look at Germany, like look at Germany, German's old team, Germany's old team. Yeah. And then you look at the German team now, they're 20 to 1 to win the World Cup. That's madness to me. But, but you also look at like Italian 90 and the Belgian team were terrible. When you look at them now, and it's like every one of you looks still like terrible. you can. Oh, don't be so silly. Who the Belgian team? The Belgian team actually brilliant. Have you seen the state of their players? Did you did you see them the other day? Of course. In one game they weren't very good. Kevin, they, Kevin De Bruyne is the only player they got, and he, they, he looked they've awful. won nine group group stage matches in a row. But they can't they do came it in third the in the last World Cup. They can't be that bad. But they look awful. They were well, their team ain't even good. Look at their team; it ain't even that look, good. Look, the only person looking awful around here is not three, our guest. Them it's three you, players right? I've just I just named would get in the Belgium team. <sighs> I think you need to right. bring our guest in. We need to sort yeah. this out because this is getting out of hand. Let's introduce, right, we have the uh, Wimbledon MD, Danny Macklin. How are you? You good? Yeah, good evening. Uh, nice to finally put a face to the names. I've been listening to, to your podcast for another week, played catch up on a good number of episodes uh, as soon as I knew I, I've got the uh, role. So, so, yeah, it's good to good to meet, good to chat. Have you seen any? I know we spoke, we jested off air, but have you watched any of the World Cup? Is it something that you get? I mean, you must be so busy. We must give you at least five minutes off a day, don't we? Yeah, um, what, what have you been watching? Six, six minutes. Yeah, I've been watching, <laughs> been watching a few games. Uh, okay. Blessed that obviously we, we were able to watch the England Iran game uh, up in the Silver Lounge. That was good. Had a good 150. And uh, obviously tomorrow night, as this comes out, will be tonight. Uh, completely sold out for about 350. Uh, wow, that's the epic. England USA game. So that should be a good atmosphere. Uh, good 150 down in the pub downstairs, so it's going to be yeah, it's going to be pumping. I think so tomorrow night, hopefully with an England yeah, win. I've, I've, I've got not seen much else. I watched five minutes of uh, the Germany game and five minutes of the Argentina game, but it's sort of been in the background and uh, sort of watching as other teams. Yeah, I've favorite, got, should we say lose around us. I've got a few <laughs> of my mates going down to Plough Lane tomorrow to watch the England game. I think they've they've got about four or five tables down there. So yeah, it's gonna be yeah. gonna be busy. And uh, be yeah, my favorite favorite drink is any lager. So if, if <laughs> it's fantastic. Good. Yeah, any lager. <laughs> oh well bless you, Dan. Well, thanks for coming on. So basically, as you know, with all these, we just ask questions. So my first question to you basically is your role, in a nutshell, what exactly is it that you're gonna be doing for our amazing football club? Yeah, so yeah, good question. Uh, so I'm now what, week three and a half or so uh, into the role. 
my main remit is to make sure that we have the infrastructure uh, to be able to grow our revenues uh, far okay. more, to increase our profit contribution from all of our activities. So that will range from commercial to retail to non-match day to hospitality, ticketing, you name it, every single revenue stream that's either coming into the club or could in the future come into the club. And it's about providing an operational structure yeah. at the stadium to allow that to be successful and also provide the platform uh, for others to be able to succeed in their roles, whether that's on the football side or non-football side. Whilst I'm focused on the non-football side, I want to make sure that we've got a culture across the club uh, when I did my first uh, sort of all staff meeting, uh, it, I said the three C's, which is communication, culture and collaboration. If we can get those three bang on, it sounds a management cliche, which I don't normally use, we'll, we'll fly uh, on and off the pitch if we can get that. We certainly seem to be doing it uh, on the pitch, uh, thanks to Johnny and the guys over the last 10 or so games uh, and a real sort of turn of fortune. Uh, we've got to take now that energy into making sure we've got a platform for growth, which is not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, there's a lot to be done. Uh, most of it is good and it's going to be beneficial, but we've got to make sure we've got the structure there to, to really build it. So what is it like, Danny? You walk, you've, you've walked into a job. Obviously, Wimbledon has come with its past and stuff and you're applying for it. What is it like when you walk into the job? First day and you've got 150 people in front of you and you're like, I need to lay my marker down here or we need to... How do you go even think about going about that? That's incredible. Yeah, I had a sort of three-month period where, obviously, I, I was uh, in the process of, of leaving the agency that I've set up, which Hayes and is still very much going. Uh, so I had three months of sort of thinking, uh, mostly in the middle of the night, of things that I could do, that I should do. Uh, obviously, I've done this now. Uh, this is my fourth sporting club. And it is just really about meeting everyone you possibly can. Uh become a sponge. Uh, I sort of do my first 100 days challenge of making sure that I get to know every single wart, every single thing that's good, everything that needs to be changed quickly, that needs to be changed long term and understand that and effectively just absorb everything possible because it's you know, there's, there's a lot to do in this role, all of which I'm truly excited about. Yeah, because I think I, I didn't go to the game the other day, the Tuesday night game, and I think some people said they see you out and about because some of the queues were quite long to get into the actual the turnstiles. Uh, some of the bars were quite long and stuff, and I, I, people did say they noticed you around. And is that stuff that you were looking at and thinking, right, this ain't good enough or this needs to be changed? What, like, do you know what I mean? And people not... You'll, you'll get it. You'll, you'll get it with most clubs. People start moaning straight away, but you'll be like, right, I've taken it on board, and this is something that we're going to implement so it doesn't happen going forward. Yeah, I think the rumour had got around that Danny was going to get a round in. So, uh, Crikey, that would have gone on all the way around the corner. They're still waiting at Tooting, I think. <laughs> so, uh, all, all joking apart, there's yeah, there's, there's lots of little bits that can be done. Uh, as, as my team colleagues will sort of say, I accept really high standards uh, and, and expect that to be delivered, whether that's making sure that people don't have to queue any longer than they are for a, for a half-time pie and a pint or getting in the ground in the first place to buy a ticket or to come in. It's, it, that's what has to be done. And yeah, I, I make sure that next time that doesn't happen again. So you've obviously got, you've been, you alluded earlier about your agency and the, and the other sports club, which is amazing. You probably, you probably weren't in a particular hurry to go, right, I need to go into this. Why us, mate? What was it about the job? What was it about the club? What was it about the, the timing for you that you felt that right now, this is the way I want to go. And this is the club that you want to, get into next if you like yeah, it's probably a long answer to this so bear with me but yeah i did just under five years at lake Norman, loved it as ceo absolutely it's great over there isn't it really good 
it's a great club. Yeah. Uh, it was it was enjoyable to get the win the other day, but for any reason, it was just three points. But it's, it's a great club, and you know, I've got friends for life in, in the owners, the fans, and the staff, and the players that are there. Uh, set up an agency that's doing really well, sponsorship agency uh, called Synonymous, and my then business partner Daryl's still running that. And I saw the opportunity. Uh, met with Mick. Uh, met with others, including Nick Robertson, who kind of blew my mind away in terms of his his desire, his, his love for it. And in conversations with Mick and Chris Stewart uh, over a period of weeks, I just grew to think, wow, this is, this is something quite special. Uh, always looked out for the, the Wimbledon results, as I think I've alluded elsewhere. My family, uh, prior to me coming along into the family, uh, lived next door to, 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 to Justin Fashion and to John uh, oh, wow. as well. So small world. Uh, also yeah. got to, to, to sort of know them, but it's... Uh, it was it was it was quite strange and used to have wombles as a kid. It's a really strange thing to admit to as okay. a year old, but used to have wombles as a kid that uh, we used to pretend they'd been to the game. I was young, hasten to it. That hey, we've all got our, we've all got our things in the closet. They're all just coming out now. That's fine. You keep <laughs> they've been to the Wimbledon game. I was and and uh, obviously in my heart a, a Gillingham fan, apart from when we play them. Uh, and it's just weird how these things come around. I've always had an affinity. Uh, was at one of the first games that was Wimbledon Gillingham during the during the protest time. And just it is a result I've always looked out for with fondness. Got fa- uh, friends that are, that are fans, uh, and I'd say this club to say the untapped potential is there. It's I've just uh, been for a for a lunch meeting with a couple of people in Wimbledon Village. First time I've been up there properly. It's lovely, there, isn't it? And I, I just sort of see the potential that that's there. I don't just mean affluence. I just mean that you know people. I, I go on my way home to to. Uh, I sort of reside in Collierswood during the week and I go into every news agent's, every shop imaginable and ask the question, they probably think I'm mad now, I haven't gone into anywhere <laughs> twice since I can you tell me where uh, Plough Lane is, where, where do Wimbledon play? And I'm not getting the answer yet, yeah, turn left, turn right, it's down there. I'm getting vague answers. I don't know, didn't know they were even back. Uh, not sure. I, I'm, I'm literally out of two out of maybe a hundred odd. I've had the actual definitive answer. Daddy, do you think that's a club thing or do you think that's a borough thing? Do you think that we as a club, we haven't done enough or maybe the area, the, the borough itself hasn't celebrated it? What do you think? A bit of everything. I think yeah. it's, I, I think it, I don't think it helps. That obviously, we moved back during COVID. That clearly, yeah, 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 that's fair. if you're you designing it, that wouldn't have happened. And we came in and were sadly losing more games than we were winning. Uh, I think that tide has now turned, thanks to Johnny and everyone else. And I think we now can go to market and say, look, yeah, this is a, a good product. It's not, you know, it's not Premier League. And we're probably at the moment not in terms of the offering that we can give. You can get up and up close and personal. personal. There's no VAR and it's you know, it's proper football. And, and all of our history that we've got it allows us to pull to, a, to an audience and pull at the heartstrings and mind. Right, so, yeah, I, I agree with Danny saying it's it's it was hard with regards to COVID coming in and we had the ground there and then it, you, we are doing good things to get people back in. Is there anything, have you got, have you seen anything already that you think, right, this is something I'm going to put in place now as in keeping people in the ground, getting new people in the ground and stuff like that? Because there's, there's a few ideas I was having just thinking about you coming on and saying we like TikTok and Twitter and everything and all the influencer game is now massive. Uh, and there's uh, guys like the padded seat. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. The guy goes around and he, he goes around to different hospitalities from Hazen Yedin. And I think he was out recently down out in 
Saudi somewhere watching the F1, having people like that invite them down and say, can you, and uh, especially with our food trucks out the back of the, going to food vloggers like the Food Review Club. I know a couple of Wimbledon fans who I know personally know him and saying to him, look, come down to the ground, have a pot, my pie on us kind of thing and just put it on your Instagram and then just boom, that's 80,000 people. That, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Is that stuff that you're looking at quick wins kind of thing? 100%. And it's not just uh, you know, national people that can do that, that padded seat. I, I wish I'd come up with that model. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having done the research of, of some data I've got available is that the amount of mini micro-influencers that are perhaps a family and they they blog and, uh, and TikTok, et cetera, about their, uh, their, about their lifestyle, there's a lot of them live in Southwest London and I want to engage with them and bring them on board, get them to have a good experience, TikTok about it, whatever it is, post about it, tweet about it, et cetera, and bring crowd. That's just one mechanism that we, we're we going to be exploring in uh, early 2023. I mean, because... Yeah, oh, no, 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 Lee, you, please. It's because like, me and my son went to a game uh, last season and they had they had uh, some influencer, I don't know, a poet or something, some... My, my boy knew he was, was going, oh, look, it's the poet. And I was like, I have no idea who he is. I'm here to do the museum tour, museum tour. But they got involved. But I, it didn't seem to get the traction that they, they wanted or we we maybe, I don't think we wanted anything out of it, which we need to invite, as I said, the right people that like, go, right, this is the My Pie is brilliant at Wimbledon. This is what, you know what I mean? You're coming down to have brilliant food and you're watching a game of football and you hopefully get more people through the door. So, yeah, yeah go on, Danny. Maybe so, great. No, it was just one of the interesting things, obviously, since your your appointment and we, we knew you were coming, what seems to be quite interesting is as me and Lee talk a lot about communication and a lot about and it seems to be already the fact that you've come on here just shows that you're happy to have a conversation in a, in an honest way and just in a hopefully in a lighthearted fun way. But what has become very clear is that you're very visible. It seems to be that you're you've been happily going on to Twitter. You've been using online platforms. We speak a lot about people like Darren McAntony, or this is the podcast, Andy Hull with Accrington. The way that they communicate has been very direct. Is that something that you feel is advantageous? One of the reasons perhaps why you're you're sitting here now is, the, is your willingness to engage with the fan base, bearing in mind, obviously, we're a fan-owned club. Is that something that is as a conscious thing, or is it just naturally you're Danny Macklin and this is the way that you do things? That's how I do things uh, and pride myself on it, uh, being available, perhaps too available to uh, at, at times. Uh, I've been on the other shoe and seen what a lack of communications looks like as, as a fan of certain football clubs. Uh, and it frustrates me, infuriates me. And I want to make sure that I put myself in the mind of the AFC women of fan. There's a reason they're asking that question. It's because they want it answered and we should be answering that swiftly. I'm probably the fastest responder if someone emails me, especially if there's an issue. Uh, I want to deal with that right there and then so that they're not chewing over it or sleeping on it. We introduced a 24-hour or one working day email response to people that did have inquiries, which has been received really well. And we're delivering on that because we were, at times through no fault of anyone, we were sitting on inquiries. They perhaps get lost in the system. I don't want that. I want to, you know, that might be a fan who's inquiring about bringing a family down and, that reply might may mean they never come down to down to the stadium. Is is there something that's kind of blown your mind a little bit that these kind of things weren't in place previous to you coming in? Because for me, that seems like a a twenty four hour thing. I think again, communication's huge. Danny said it. You've said it. Like, and I think most Wimbledon fans would say the thing that they get fed up about and frustrated with at the club is communication. So that twenty four hour response thing is just what. 
I thought would have been in place previously. Not having to go anyone else, or no, but is that saying you've come in and thought, wait a minute, why is this? Why was this not in place? Why did you need me to come in and tell you this wasn't kind of? I think it's ownership, really, and it's yeah. I'm, I'm never going to criticise, however small or big, issues are that have got to be resolved. And I say there's nothing that's major. Uh, they're all like lots of little bits, but anyone would find that if you know any person comes in here in six months time and 12 months say, well, why enough didn't you spot that Danny sort of thing it's it's just peace bow and I'm a perfectionist as much as I can I want to make that experience of the fan journey uh and in some cases the customer journey to be 10 times better I want us to have the best fan experience in football in this country from buying a ticket to going to the game to going home afterwards to being followed up so what was one of the one of the big things I've always been fascinated with and again I'm really pleased that you've come on. I'm really fascinated as to, from the outside in, what do we look like as a club? Because obviously we've we've kind of prided ourselves on being a fans club. We've kind of prided ourselves on being the good news story or, you know, with the, with the whole MK thing and wherever people see it is up to them. I'm just curious from a, an outside looking, and you haven't got a rose petal for us, but what, what for the average football fan, what do we look like to them? A great Does that question. make sense? Sorry to interrupt. It's a great question. Yeah. And I, I, I want to, whilst I've got my own answer, I want to do that to market research. And okay. you know, I want to speak to someone who lives near Chelsea. Of, you know, what do they think about us? Someone who lives Merton that's not spoke to a Sutton, et cetera, et cetera. The whole wide, exceptionally populated area. And just put, look, we are on your doorstep. We've got a phenomenal history and a, a future that we want to try and recreate a, a touch of that history in our scene in a magnificent stadium that's well-connected, that's a fine facility, in, in a friendly, you know, all-inclusive environment, come and come and try us. And I think that's that, that's the message. And that's, we launched Football for a Fiver today, and that's exactly the sort of scheme that will go, oh, I'll go to that because it's an investment of a Fiver, and if I have a great experience, I'll go another day. Yeah, I was I was going to mention the scheme for uh, the Fiver. For, is that something that you've brought in? Because I know, again, this is it might sound... This this is your idea because Orient are doing it as well. I don't know if you know that or is that so? Do you know what I mean? Because they're, my mate's uh, a Colchester fan and they're going to the Orient Colchester game, I think, for a five. And he said to me, Aren't you fancy? And I was like, Not really. I, you know what I mean? I'm a Wimbledon fan. I don't really want to fancy Orient Colchester. But yeah, this, I think that's a great idea. What? Why was the reasoning behind the game choke? Because for me, Stockport were going to bring loads of away fans anyway. Do you know I mean, so I thought, oh, maybe it could have been done against a like, well, we already played Harrogate, but a crew or someone, do you know what I mean, someone that's not going to bring as many away fans. Yeah, I wanted to do it on a, on a, in January. That was our first thing that uh, certainly avoiding third round of the FA Cup. I know it's fourth round, but if we get there, well, that'll be a lovely problem to have. Yes. To, uh, <laughs> to, to, to rearrange that offer and, and date. Uh, but it, it's, yeah, it wanted to work. It wanted to get someone that did create a, Good atmosphere. We worried that we'd have someone that might only in respect bring 300 fans. And the atmosphere is not as great, so I want to create that against a you know a, a club that that longer weren't in the championship, uh, and really yeah create a buzz at the Cherry Red Record Stadium come that date at the end of January. So you've obviously you're relatively new in the, new in the job. I'm just curious of what's what's on your Christmas list in terms of we've got you've got a month. Could you is it is it possible for you just you've you've done the the games for a fiver. The by the way, the twenty-four hour email thing is a fantastic thing. The reason why I say it, and he's nodding his head, the amount of times that we've had to, I've I've sent an email, or I've rung, or I've tried to sort something, and again, like you said, it is absolutely no one's fault at all. But 
you, I've been waiting or we had problems with the season ticket. Me and my dad, we sit behind the goal in the home end and we wanted to be right behind the goal. We had a problem with, with basically the, the how-to. Eventually, we, where we wanted to be, which is literally just by the right-hand post, we're at the end of the row. Now, it's not, it's 30 seats, but dad's 72. I've obviously got my mates and we're lucky that we're together. But the old community that we would normally stood with at Kings Meadow, we're there at the other end of the row. And it's great. And one of the great things of football is, you know, you catch up with people and you re, you connect, you make new mates. And I thought it was a really, really interesting thing that you did around that 24 hour because it just means that, okay, I've not been forgotten or I can get in touch with. But I was just curious in terms of Christmas coming, have you got any sort of short term things that you're thinking, do you know what? That is a little thing I'm going to target. Like you said, whether it is, it's a market research to all the local schools, businesses in the area. Is it all the local pubs? I want you to come and watch, have a, have a, you know, come and watch a game with us and celebrate. What have you got lined up in the short term that's just going to give you a better understanding of what we need to do moving forward? Yeah, we're looking at, I could list it for a thousand years, but we're looking at putting themes behind each game like we did for the Black History Month, okay. uh, like we did for the October Fest, etc. We want to put yeah, maybe on two-thirds of the remaining games something to hang the coats on and to make it a little bit special. Uh, bringing back ex-players, saying that we really want to expand upon what we've done in the past and make that truly part of the spectator experience for everyone. Uh, there's yeah, there's a thousand things we've got to try and get done before Christmas, but ultimately it's building a platform for early next year. We want to not, you know, build on this football for a five. I don't just want to give a five or a ticket away and they never turn up. I want to get the community ticket scheme relaunched. Again, if we're giving 200 tickets to, to, to your school, Danny, we want to know who those 200 students and mm. uh, mums and dads that are coming into the stadium so that we can future target them with relevant promotional pushes and offers. Can I say that one of the big things that uh, all my mates enjoyed, and you probably heard on previous, was the DJ. The DJ after the game, I think we lost, or it was it was a horrendous game. And they said they would come off fuming. They wanted to shout at the players or just, do you know what I mean, moan about the whole game. And they come in and the DJ was playing in banging tunes and they were like, oh, it's hard to get angry now. This is like wicked. Let's go have a it few drinks. You borrowed his time. headphones, didn't it? Uh, sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that Sutton game, we everyone needed it. Crikey, that was absolutely <laughs> mental. Yeah. So, what, what, Danny? What does the, what is the ultimate or the dream match day experience like that we're we're looking for? You've got, we've got, we've got a fantastic concourse. We've got great food options. We've got a great pub. We've got the the shop. We've got the 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 statues outside. We, you know, we're near Tooting. What do you feel like is where do, when do you think we've kind of got to that level where, where you're going to feel like, you know what, that is our match day standard? You said high standards, which I think is obviously excellent. But what 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 should be the Wimbledon offer where a fan comes and goes, bloody, I'm coming back? You can't control the football, but everything else, what does it look like, do you think? Uh, I think it depending on your age, race, your food uh, values of vegan, etc. Yeah. And, uh, and religion, etc. that you've come in and have a product and a beer if it's relevant to your yep. to, to your beliefs uh, or several beers if it's relevant to your beliefs uh, arrived early uh, queued for just a couple of minutes being able to use your season card to act as your bank card with preloaded ability to, to take a pint it's been just pre-poured a moment before you've wanted it you've had a nice lunch you've flipped through the program you've watched the leads against Mark man city on the on the pre-lunch game 
you've had the team news on the screens come to you bang on two o'clock. You've perhaps had the walk around of, of an ex-player. You've had a walk around with Hayden. Kids have been entertained and not just chucked in a corner with a couple of turkey twizzlers. They've truly been entertained and have enjoyed it. Countdown comes to kick off really quickly. You get in your seat, you hear the buzzers. We're going to update some music on there so that we've got past clips of uh, historic moments at Wembley uh, on the times we've been there, etc. And that really paint the picture in two minutes of blitz music so that Johnny and the team, if that doesn't pump them up, nothing will. Uh, and I think get hairs on the back of the neck. Enjoy the same experience, halftime, quick service and half of the game, stay there for as absolutely long as you can. Putting DJs and entertainment in there. We've got new sort of shuffle boards that you'll see for those that come in here tomorrow or Saturday. And yeah, you will see that we're going to slowly but surely improve that ambience, uh, improve the experience and it for it to be somewhere that I want to go, stay and come back. That's a brilliant down around the stadium and stuff and the uh, getting the normal fan. It, my thing would be the hospitality. Do we have any plans on, because in my view, and I don't take it too, is that the hospitality needs to be up, raised up a little bit because we were look, I was looking at today for the Stockport game and I see the prices, I think it's a 1,000 for 12, uh, 1,500 for, no, I can't remember. But yeah, it was a 1,000 for 12. And I said to the boys, you fancy 18 of us getting a box but you only get, say, two drinks with that. You get a welcome drink and then a drink at halftime, a match day program, and then a sit-down meal. And our thing was like, we wouldn't really want the sit-down meal if we were going for hospitality. We'd rather, I went to hospitality at Rangers once and we had a, an hour and a half before the game, free kind of bar. Halftime, you have a pie with some tea and coffee and then you get an hour bar after. But no one went mental with the bar. Do you know what I mean, we weren't just because we had football. We got shown around the ground by one of the old boys who showed us the uh, the trophy room at Rangers. And it was just such a great experience. I just think at them prices, I was looking, my, one of my mates said it's not value for money for us as normal fans, especially if we've got a season ticket as well to go, right, let's pay £100 a head plus what we've probably paid £20. We're looking at £120. And I'd rather eat at the calf and then go in and have a few more beers kind of thing. I mean, is hospitality, Dan, an easy sell? I mean, I don't know how it works in other clubs. And like Lee said, you've got Old Trafford and you've got the bit, it's a citadel and it's, you've got everything with it. With Wimbledon, it must be, we've got so much to offer, but it, is it quite a hard sell lower down? With Leighton Orange's example, is it quite hard? It is, yeah, across this level. You're, you're selling typically to fans that are either done with their business or want to have a treat or can afford just to go out for, for a meal. Uh, rather than, say, go down to another restaurant. Uh, what we need to work on is getting in the people that aren't ever using hospitality because there's either a stigma to attach to it that it's going to be rubbish, it's not going to be value for money. We are going to completely relaunch our offerings in the majority of our lounges, certainly in the Silver Lounge. I don't think the, the offering's quite right uh, and needs to be better done. So we had a, a long, long meeting with our catering partners, Ellie, or yesterday, to share our views, share our thoughts, get feedback from both sides of how we fine tune, not just the product, but the service uh, and the ambience of, of that and other lounges. What's in terms of our, we've kind of spoken a little bit about you and what you've been up to and, you know, hearing about your, your past, we've spoken a bit about the short term, long term, Dan, what, what is success? What would be, what would you define? I know it's one of those, I hate, I, I listen, you can probably hear, I would listen to like the, um, the high performance podcast with Jake Humphreys and listening to 
really if you haven't listened to it it's a great little commuter in there's great people on there talking about how they've managed to get to the the, the very very busy heights but for you in a nutshell in however long you're here how would you define whether you've been successful or not would it be club in league one would it be the fan experience would it be the debt paid off would it be an academy it's probably a mixture but where where do you kind of put your early success what is it going to be yeah for me it's about creating holes that may exist in budgets and in forecasts and filling those holes in a sustainable uh i don't just mean money but i mean economically and environmentally sustainable way uh doing it in a morally correct way to generate revenue as much as we can that helps us pay debt and as importantly put extra figures onto Johnny's playing budget, continue to support the women's team, the academy structure, and do everything we can to make sure the stadium is as fruitful as it can. I say to re-stress, I think we discussed earlier on, is you know, making sure that every single person in this club pulls together in one direction and said if we can collaborate together, there are sometimes fractions that need to be brought together. Ultimately, we all exist here to generate a successful AFC Wimbledon uh, on and off the pitch. We're, you know, clearly very rightly proud of it off the pitch and I believe there's something that could be created here to make us that you know on the pitch and the, in the in the medium and in with with what looks like's been created over the last couple of months because you you did say that regarding fractions I don't, I'm not sure if you know too much regards to the, like the Don's Trust elections are happening at the moment so there's some fractions regarding fan ownership or do we sell the club do you know what I mean looking for outside investment to come in what would you say are going to be your biggest challenges that, that Danny at the club is it going to be making sure that the fans are on site and that, that we're all pushing together because I said I think it's one of the major things at Wimbledon at the moment is there's like one side is sell, the other side is fan, and it can get quite toxic between fan. I don't know if you're, you're aware of stuff that's been going on previous before you come yeah. in, but yeah, it can be it can be quite nasty stuff that happened to Niall Cooper, who was on Don's Trust Board. Yeah, and I, I agree with what you were saying, he's trying to pull everyone together, but that doesn't always, always work, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, what are your biggest challenges that you're going to see as the MD of AFC Wimbledon? I think it's that we've got to do an awful lot of once and it's what we prioritise. There's a lot to do on the second floor. There's a huge amount to do on the third floor, just from an operational point of view. There's stuff to be done at the training ground uh, to enhance that. For example, we we need a new kitchen. Uh, And it's about the culture and setting objectives, visions, purpose, KPIs, going what you like. Excuse me, to all staff members so that if they pull in the right direction which they will will collectively achieve that goal so it's to me it's about the culture above all else is getting that in and a common goal and reminding people that we exist to to make the team successful and how, how important danny is is success on the pitch obviously Robbo, we love Robbo, well, I love Robbo, in terms of what he was trying to achieve and, and his kind of messaging and his philosophy and the way that he was, what he was trying to do. I think the one thing that was really clear with him is it was just a clear message of this is how we're going to do things. Uh, and yes, we were unsuccessful and we had a, it was pretty heartbreaking. And we obviously had a challenging start at the beginning of the year. Obviously, we're now, we've really hit a crest of a wave, it seems like, through change of formation, through what, you know, personnel through you know a bit of luck that wasn't normally there all of a sudden happens how closely related Danny is success on the pitch 
to what you're trying to achieve in terms of the match day experience, in terms of getting those gaps filled? Or is it a case of, I'll get this bit done, that will be, whatever happens there is what happens, but we get this bit done properly. Or is there a case of, no, we've really got to get this done. Or is it a case of the team's got to play well to help me sell? How, how does, how does the sort of that, that triangle work? Yeah, it's, it becomes a, instead of a triangle, it becomes a train line. Uh, both have got to work the performance on the pitch. Uh, but what I want to make sure is that, okay, a, a diehard fan is only going to be happy if the team has competed, got a good result. Uh, and that the burger wasn't stone cold and that the beer range was good. They didn't queue up half an hour for it. They're all going to be good things. Obviously, when the results are going worse, then all of those other elements become bad at the same time as well. So yeah. for me, it's just about creating an experience, certainly for some new fans that come in, that the result is important, but it's not everything, uh, which to the likes of us would sound like madness because it is... No, it, from, Wimbledon, from a Wimbledon community, it makes perfect sense because, as you know, that a lot of the fan base are, no, no, we've, we're, we're a supporters-run club, we've got our club back. So, and many of the supporters are like, do you know what, we're a fan-owned model and it's it's more than, and again, the Wimbledon, you, I haven't got to tell you, the, the club is more than the, the match. It's it's everything that it stands for. It's the Phoenix, it's the rising above the ashes, it's the, you know, the the the, the, the sort of the appealing to the people to, to keep Wimbledon going. It's the Egger Olsen leaving his boots on the desk. It's Charlie Koppel, it's standing there, you know, watching the last game at Power Lane and I've watched it at Sellers and all of a sudden we're at the MK Stadium. It's so much bigger, but it's just such a, you're, you know, you're so right. It's just such a delicate balance, getting the balance between this is what you want as a club and then that's the kind of the result and you've got the result guys and it's, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a weird dynamic that you've got to deal with. I don't know, how do you even start to do that? Because you've got so many different <laughs> stakeholders, haven't you, in a group? You've got the diehard fans, you've got the guys who couldn't give a monkeys as long as the Don's action, you know, the local action group go out and do that. How can you possibly bring everyone together? Is it a case of just helping everybody or is it like, no, this club is going to be sustainable, earn money, chalk off this debt. And then the football side, if we get this right, they're in the best place for success or is there a different way around it? Segmentation of approach, really. It's how, how we approach those different groups and those different, those that, want to see us win 46 games a year and those that want us are happy to come and see a performance where we win you know, less games to me it's a it is just there's, there's no one fix and no one marketing message that goes to everyone because that won't work uh, and what you might want will be entirely different to what uh, Lee might want in terms of that experience of being able to bring children etc it's we've got and that's what we've got in the stadium we could we could provide different levels of the fan that just wants to turn up at five to three versus the fan that is happy to get there at 12, stay till six, have a four course meal, have a few beers, have a nice glass of uh, tanning wine, etc. So Danny mentioned there, like obviously previous management and staff regarding strategies we had from the Don's Trust Board that we would be in the championship in five years, uh, stuff like that. Have you come in now and just ripped that all up? And gone right. This is you. Is it your strategy now going forward? And, and everyone falls in line with that. And if they don't fall in line with that, then there might not be a place for them working at, say, AFC Wimbledon. So yeah, I'm, I'm building the strategy using the template that was presented, which I think was 12, 18 months ago. Updating that, not throwing it out with the bathwater because it doesn't need to be, yeah. uh, and enhancing that on areas. You know, what I want to base it in the next couple of months to be able to present as I get to the end of my hundred days to say right. 
this is where we've got to change. This is what the mini bits we have already changed. This is the structure we need to change that. These are what we need to do to generate these levels of revenues. And if we do that, all being well, we'll generate these level of profits. And you mentioned Nick Robertson earlier. He's on the PLC board. That, that I guess, I think me and Danny, we're not 100% sure all the time on who reports. You're reporting to the PLC board, is that correct? So that's yeah, so Nick is my, you know, my day today is him being uh, chairman. He's my direct, but then, yeah, I'll, I, I produce a uh, report monthly to the PLC board, yeah. And is that is that someone you're going to use with like lean on kind of thing, Nick Robinson? Because we all know that he's a he run a multi millionaire business. Do you know what I mean? ASOS is one of the biggest clothing brands in the in the country. Is that someone you're going to lean on? Is that someone you're going to go look? Can we get a couple of your mates to come in and do do this? Do you know what I mean? Come on, you, Daddy, leader on you, son. You, you, must, you must know someone who owns a kitchen brand who can come in. Elon and Musk is busy apparently. Get yeah. him as well. Do you know what I mean? People like Nick, Nick loads a lot of people in his passion. I've, I've been fortunate enough to spend some time with him this week and he's been, his, his passion, his knowledge, his desire and just his general uh, approach to it is intoxicating in, in a really good way. Uh, and yeah, I'll be continuing to have chats with Nick. I didn't say there are many others on the Don Trust board as well as the PLC board that are exceptional business leaders, uh, get the ins and outs of run businesses to a super stupid scale uh and have to tap that in can i ask danny how concerning and again i'm i'm again i talk completely from no knowledge at all how concerning is the debt now we obviously you know we have this amazing stadium and it's kind of been i wouldn't say it's been a bock on us at all because we we're back we're back home and i love going to plow lane it's been i went a long, long time ago to the old plough lane when I was a little boy. And I remember my first ever game of football was Wimbledon-Liverpool. My dad getting me, pulling me to the front of the turnstile, of to the front of the terrace, and I could see it. And it was just going back there. It's been so wonderful. But how challenging is it going to be for you to achieve what we want to achieve while still trying to manage the debt side of it? I, again, I don't, I don't want to be too blunt in terms of asking numbers and stuff but obviously i presume paying the debt off is a multi-year journey i don't know how long that is i'm not sure anyone does and it will depend on success etc how do you balance the we need a new kitchen we need a training ground but we've also got to service this debt how do you kind of a lot of plates spinning how do we kind of do that and how easy is it to be successful uh difficult to be successful uh yeah. but uh that won't be because we want to try and we have to balance all of our Outlooks on where we can get revenue. We'll shoot high on some and we'll probably find on a couple. Uh, it's about making sure that we've got the the revenue streams and the systems in order to bring those revenue streams in to then be able to reduce our debt. And ultimately, as a finance committee, that and it's not me passing the buck because I'll, I'll no doubt be engaged with that heavily. But how the repayment of that structure does, yeah. the you know, potential extension of bonds obviously has been mooted by many but you know there's nothing off the table about how that can be looked at so that we've got a sustainable football club i think if the regulations go where they should do in terms of governance and central uh, independent regulator uh if that happens football all of a sudden may actually be able to do a thing called make a break even or god forbid make a profit oh wow uh, okay steady on mate yeah, are we are we close to that no <laughs> but if it does it will mean Provided the money just doesn't go straight into in one ticket and go out the other, we and other football clubs will be you know, should be able to be self-sustainable. We can't just rely on that. 
if that comes, that is an added bonus. We've just got to milk everything we can do and identify new streams, whether that be esports, whatever it is, we will explore it with detail. And if it make it work, make it work for a profit, you'll see it. And Danny, from a fan's point of view, obviously, you know, we're a fan's own club and I'm very proud to be a Wimbledon, Wimbledon fan, not just because of the club and the journey, but as a group of fans, by and large, we've got, we're have got we a pretty good bunch. We've been quite loyal with a lot of managers, etc. How can we help you achieve your goals? Or more importantly, how can we help you achieve our goals? How, what, what can we as fans do? What do you need us to do, apart from making a load of racket on a Saturday or a Tuesday night? Yeah, that definitely comes a long way. I'm so I tried to record it. I was too excited when we, when we had those sort of turnarounds against uh, Harry. Harry was loud, wasn't it? Crikey! And listening to that and seeing that firsthand, that's the moments of why you get into football. That's the moments why why we go to football. I think it is just literally creating that that atmosphere. That atmosphere. If you if you came to that game as a neutral or as a first time or a casual fan. I'm coming back to that. I'm I'm definitely having that. I might not on a Tuesday night on a quiet Tuesday night when it's nil nil, but I'm gonna go. I've, you know, I had a really good, 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 good pie. Really good pint beforehand. Caught up with John and Mary. Yeah, I'll have some of that. And let's come back. So it's yeah. How can we get people in the stadium in the first place? Because I think they'll then come, come back, and then next season buy a half season card. Season after buy a season card, and before you know it, they're they're diehard dons. I mean, the kids at our school—they—they they are Chelsea fans. We've got—we've got some guys who work in football with us at the at the at the, at the, at the school. But the kids who I know—it's been—it's been a really wonderful thing, Danny, to go to work. I, I work in Surbiton. I love the school. I love the kids. But actually, seeing kids come up to me and be excited—they know I'm a Wimbledon fan. They don't know about this podcast yet, so I'm trying to keep that as quiet as I can. Otherwise, these eleven-year-olds are going to get bundled tomorrow. But it just—they—they—they—they they, they, they seem to genuinely come up to him for the very first time. I saw a scarf the other day, and one of the two like, "You need to take the scarf off." I was like, "You keep it on." But it was just really sort of warm to see for the very first time. And like I said, I've been a Wimbledon fan for twenty years, and I've worked in schools, I've worked at universities. And I haven't seen that. And to actually finally see it, and boys come up to you and go, Mr. Baker, did you go to the game on Tuesday? I thought Zanev was great. Or Mr. Baker, didn't you Josh, Josh Davison's goal against Harrogate? You know, can we practice that? It was such a, a wicked feeling going to work on Monday, knowing that they were telling me about that. It was just, it was interesting. And I said to them, I said, why are you going? I said, you support Chelsea, you support Fulham, your dad works at Tottenham. Why are you going to watch? And they were like, because I can. And I was like, Wow, I was, I was just when you think about it in terms of you talk about all these great football clubs, but these kids are going because it's the only club they can actually go and watch. Yeah. And they watch Chelsea and they watch, you know, Sunday football, they'll record it and they'll go and play for Oxshot Royals or, you know, Wallet and Dynamos or whatever. But on a Saturday, they can go and they can get to the game and watch it. It's a, such a such a sort of a special feeling. So uh, I really, like I said, if we can... From pass on stuff is up to you, but I just wanted to say thank you in, in advance for the little things that you're doing because it genuinely in the last three weeks, kids are coming up to me and asking me about Wimbledon for the first time in 20 years. And I'm boring the life out of a lot of them to the point that every Monday, my class, it's on the screen. I show them the game. Some of them don't know about it. So they kind of see the highlights and I put it on the telly and I get all excited with my scarf on. And it's it just creating a, a bit of banter about football. We're now doing a a, um, a predictions league in the class and only eight or nine year olds bless them so it's the Premier League plus the Wimbledon result and the, and the Wimbledon <laughs> result's worth double so bless his kid well, I won't say his name he want, he's going to get a ticket in January because he wants to see 
if his if his team get double. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so simple those little things, and it's just like I've always believed that getting how important is it to get the youngsters in because massively. So it, I mean, it, straight yeah. away is an invite if if you are able to bring your class down and get all of the safeguarding stuff that you would no doubt have it have in place. We'll bring bring them down and and, and look after them. I want to bring. I want to aim to have a hundred school children. Uh, just because I, I know you teachers being married to one do like working all of your weekends and school holidays so I know that's not a problem but we'll, <laughs> yeah, what we want to do is to have a hundred uh, school kids at every game they create an atmosphere uh, they buy stuff in the shop and above all else they'll go home and tell their mums and dads and guardians and say yeah I love that let's go back down play lane they're playing Saturday week we've also got the boy in the World Cup isn't it Musiala at Germany he played in the he played for AFC a, Wimbledon at the competition. At the schools, he's, in yeah. the, he's in the World Cup. It's like one how of, much of a story do you need? One of my mates Titch taught him. He said he taught him everything he knew. So of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Rocky. Well, well, taught him German, did he? Wimbledon used to all the time. Wimbledon FC. Wimbledon yeah. FC used to always give tickets away to to, to yeah. local children. And stuff. Where in recent years we've just given tickets away, and that's been a problem. Uh, to me, given a free ticket, you may as well just give a blank piece of paper. 90% of those tickets don't get used. What we want to do is that we will appeal to, you know, we'd go into Danny's school, for example, and he, we'd go in there and present, we'd perhaps bring a player, we'd bring Hayden, uh, we'd talk about it and bring a women's uh, or girls player along as well and say, look, guys, we've got this weekend, we're playing crew, uh, the ladies team are at home to Fulham, etc. And here's a form for you to go and online and buy the tickets. We then get the data of the child uh, with GDPR and their parents all ticked those boxes and we can say did you have a good time at the game here's your first time match pack and you know if you want to come again here's an offer and we, we build them through get them once get them twice we'll get them a hundred times I was going to say is there anything else you've got in the pipeline that you can kind of give us now any snippets that you can give please tell fans, us you've got the Lorraine Richards title fight please and, yeah, tell is us you've anything... got boxing going we would go bonkers we, I, I bonkers. know that you, you did a boxing event before because I, I had a look at your website before yeah, no, that, come over and you did boxing events and obviously you were cricket. You were at the greatest cricket club in the country well, so you Spellington Cricket Club was it? Essex mate Essex the only, only, Essex. Like the only the only cricket yeah, okay apart from sorry you won the title again but yeah we won't talk about that that's yeah, fine we could go back through Essex's history and the amount of trophies they've won if you'd like uh, we've, I've got all night. I, I just we, think we keep it current. Yeah. Keep it current. That's what I'm saying. We haven't got all night. We, we, will, uh, we will have to go down to uh, to the Oval for a for a T20 game or something. Oh, right? definitely. I'll be it, up. For it'll that. be my pleasure if you get. Don't, I'll bring don't... the kids to the to the. I'll bring my kids to the football, and then you can bring your kids to the cricket, and we'll have a great day. I'd be there. To speak I'll to even buy you a pie and a beer. I'm good Thank for that. He won't. He won't. He's, <laughs> he, he won't. He already I'm owes me a pie. Tom and Sam Curran over a few years ago in the bar in Dubai oh wow um, and I was literally with a whole whole squad now that's pretty much gone on and and most of them are the one, ones that won the World Cup so it's uh I should have done some video in on that night yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Woods Mark Woods a massive Wimbledon fan isn't he Mark Woods we, yeah no I didn't know that until literally the World Cup final and there was two famous people with our retro shirts on last week Mark Wood and Jamie, Jamie T. T yeah he's a great singer he's yeah didn't you know that about Mark Wood and I've known him on the circuit for, for quite a while so it's a bit strange that he's uh yeah massive Wimbledon but yeah, any, anything else in the pipeline that you can give us? Anything that can excite the fans that you have coming up that we might be able to get involved in? And yeah, we're we're soon going to launch a calendar of events. The stadium uh, is not used enough. Facilities are good. Can they be better? Yes. And will they be better? Definitely. 
uh, but a calendar of events throughout 2023. The aim is to have something every month that gets people off their seats and think, Do you know what, I'll go and give that a go. I've not done X, Y, Z before. I'll go and do that. Or it's an evening with a player that you've not met for, for ages and want to hear an anecdotal story. And yeah, we'll be doing a, a magnitude of things to get that stadium more used. Well, that, that's what me and Danny said. Like, I think it was last week or the week before we said about there's no like events as such as like uh, a, a night with Dave Anderson and Terry Brown. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know it's not massive, going to bring in massive amounts of money, but it will be bringing people into the stadium when it ain't been used. Yeah. Me and Danny said about kids coming down and stuff like that. I, I mentioned before about a Junior Don's Day, yeah. Junior Don's Trust Day. So you get all the kids to send pictures in. If that player scores, Josh Davison scores, we use one of the kids on Twitter as the goal. You you use one, uh, you have one with Chris Falk all day who does the some of the stuff for the media. You have one sitting with Mikey T and doing the commentators. You have Alice Eight from South Wimbledon with Mikey T doing the comment, and you just use all the kids to help out from the juniors Don's trust and it's just get involved. Kids takeover day, yeah, 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 exactly. And then that it's, a, it's then... a delicate balance, isn't it, with you, Danny? You've got to kind of you want to generate money, which is great, but you need new money. We need diversify your offer yeah. because yeah. you kind of want, like as you said, you've got the football demographic isn't it? It's not forty-year-old white blokes screaming and shouting anymore. It's so, so much more diverse. You've got what? disabled people. We've got a much more ethnically diverse group in a wonderful area of, of ethnic London. It's like, we need to think of a way to open up our revenue streams because, you know, we, we want to be a club that everyone is, everyone is welcome and we like to make everybody welcome. And even the other day, I think, was it the late Orient game? No, it wasn't. It was the um, the cup game, the Weymouth game. I was in the queue and two guys in front of me, they were wearing their Arsenal shirts and their Arsenal season ticket holders. And they were like, never been to Plough Lane before. They wanted to tick it off the 92. But by chatting to them, they were like, Again, you know, I, I whenever I'm not at Arsenal, I might come. I'm, I'm looking to looking for an option, and then they quite, you know, after the game, I kind of we were walking past, and we just pat them back and said, to enjoy the game as so I'll be back on Saturday. It was just, it's so many. It's just trying to find that way where you can kind of tick everybody. You want to kind of get a hook on everybody. It's like the the duck game at the fair. You're trying to get everyone on a hook, yeah. and then slowly bring them in. It's just how many, I'd how many new and Of course, you would have done classic <laughs> Essex. You'd you'd have probably shot the duck. But um, yeah, so just trying to find out a way of getting, yeah, different people in. It's, it's a really interesting and wonderful challenge. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that you're doing it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how many different ways we can get new people coming in because that's the that's the surefire way to expand, to grow, and to give us success on and off the pitch. So uh, yeah, well exciting. Happy days. This has been marvelous. Have, have you thought about the big wall that we've got? How we're going to use that yet, Danny? So what wall? The wall behind the, the uh, mover stand, that massive wall. Yeah. Everyone every year keeps going on about we've got this massive wall. Why can't we advertise on it? So I didn't know. If, it, it probably it, it would. It would be the one of the world's biggest advertising boards. I think we, when we've got a sponsor that wants to uh, <laughs> to to paint that wall, whatever it is, then yeah, hundred percent agree. It's there's 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 assets. There's assets on the roof. We're on a pretty big flight line to Heathrow uh, most of the time, and it's. Yeah, there's there's lots there. So we need painter and decorators, and we need a new kitchen. You've heard it here first. If anyone's listening, get in contact. What kind of kitchen do we need, Danny? Uh, your standard commercial, be a mini one, uh, kitchen with combi oven, with glass washer, with dishwasher, with washing up facilities, all all that prep area. Uh, yeah, we, we've got a 
professionalise certain elements of, you know, the staff are brilliant at the training round, but we've got to give them the tools to to up the up our game. It's all those 0.1% that, that, that help drive a Saturday come three o'clock. You never know, people listen, and I know that surprises many, but some people do listen to the podcast and there might be someone out there who goes, right, I love Wimbledon. If I can help, do you know what I mean? We had it. We've got a sponsor on this season master. There, there, you, it'd be, you'll be surprised how many. If you ask Wimbledon fans to do something, they usually do it. They look at the ground, for example. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, we're not all for fan oh, ownership, but you yeah. know where I am. If there's uh, anyone that that ticks those boxes, that over the next couple of months has some uh, spare time to. Uh, one of the most important things is what the players eat post training. At the moment, we have to find a way. We do find a way, but it's not the way that we should be doing it. They're not on pot noodles anymore, then? Not on pot noodles, no. Meal we're deals, though. Mind you, it's 350 now, wasn't it? 3.40 now, meal deal, Dan. Is it really? With a club card. Oh, getting mullered everywhere. And that's another thing that Tesco's do well. They give, you have to be a club card member now, so they've got all your details and everything. So they've got everything about you. So they know what you're buying, all the offers they send you. Yeah, madness. But well, well, Thanks for coming on, Danny. This yeah. has been really, really kind of you. I know you're a very busy man. Um, are you okay? Are you settled in all right? Yeah, settled kids in. Kids so, okay? Yeah. I think all sorted out and good? Yeah, got my flat uh, in Collingswood area. Uh, and yeah, I go home uh, for a couple of nights a week. So I've got two youngsters and a third on, on the way. So it's, Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. I found, found that one out. Uh, the good news shortly after, or day after I signed my contract. With the <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that one's probably still bigger than either. Bless him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, not far off. Uh, what a oh, life that is. That is my awesome. Nine, my nine-year-old Harry's coming to his first game on a Saturday down at Plough Lane. So he keeps uh, going on about what is this. You keep going on about the Dons who and her father. So he's going to let him see it firsthand on Saturday. Well, oh, bless you. Well, like I said, it's been great having you. Thanks ever so much. I'm really pleased that you've taken the time. Hopefully... Fans out there have, have, have listened to it and enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, well done, Lee, as well, bud. It, it, great to have another great guest on. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah, thanks very much, Danny, for coming on. Yeah, really appreciate Yeah, thank you, Fatley. So, sorry to interrupt. But, yeah, I want to be the most open, communicative, available uh, MD, CEO, whatever uh, others would call it. But as the MD, I want to open up those channels of communication. No such thing as a bad idea. There might be something that someone comes to me uh, I remember Orient had a phenomenal idea to come to us was for a player's wife. Uh, and yeah, from the, across the fan base, across our sponsors, stakeholders, called what we all like, I'm all ears. Uh, I'm at the end of a Twitter post. I'm at the end of an email. Uh, open for any conversation, pre-game, post-game, etc. Don't be afraid to stop me in the bar, in the street, uh, wherever I am. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, if I can give you an answer, and if I haven't, and if we've got something wrong, we'll repair it and make sure that doesn't happen for you or others next time around. No, we really appreciate it. I think that's what literally every woman and fan wants to hear, really, at the moment. As I said, the one thing is communication, and that, and you both said it as well, culture. I think they're the two things that need to be uh, changed at Wimbledon and, and it looks like we are on that road now to change things for the better and hopefully we can, uh, yeah, we can help any way you want. Any, any questions you have to ask, then we're happy we're we as well Danny so yeah I really appreciate that guys I shall continue to continue to list, listen now uh, and uh, listen with interest because you know, there's some good content that you you guys put out a good bit of a friendly banter uh, and it's good to it's even better to hear when there's a when there's a Wimbledon win and hopefully next week we can be uh, preparing for a, a, a lucrative and enjoyable third round FA Cup tour. 
Yeah, because mo- most of the time it's just Danny pretending he's funny and then me just moaning about Wimbledon, really. Well, you've got one of those two facts correctly, and I won't say which one you've got right. But yeah, right. Well, Danny, again, thank you very much for joining us tonight, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate you. Pleasure. Um, we'll, we'll here's to a win Saturday. See you then, and uh, enjoy big, the rest. Big of the third pod. round, big third round tour. That'll be good. Let's see what can be done. Thank you, chaps. Thanks. Take very care. Much, Danny. Thanks, Take buddy. Care, Well, that was amazing. Like, really good to get Danny on that, Danny Onley, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed speaking to people like like Danny. And I, I think it's what's needed. As I said, I, he, he did the piece in the program with Chris. Do you know what I mean? And now he's done a podcast, and people can hear his voice and know what he sounds like. Because that's why I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, he was in the job, didn't know, didn't know what he sounded like. He could have come on all squeaky or something, and be like, could have laughed. It's just what yeah. was interesting as well. It, I, I don't know about you, and again, I, we, we sort of asked him, I wonder whether it, the fact that he's very, very out there and visible, I think maybe one of the things that people used to say then about Joe Palmer was about whether he was visible or not. He yes. seems very visible, very Silent audible. Joe. <laughs> so, so, Which I don't yeah, think we're going to get. cowboy. He's, he's not going to be called Silent Danny, is he? No, definitely, definitely. not. But it's, uh, it's, it's just wicked that, like you said, he it would have been very, very easy and again, lead for the guys who are listening, does an amazing job at trying to attract people to come. Anybody's welcome, as you know, but particularly anybody from the club. There's a lot of, it can be quite a lot of hard work and a lot of paperwork and stuff. And and, and this hasn't been. Lee literally has just contacted and and, and Danny's been we have three weeks into a job and he's happy to come on a fans forum and have a chat. I think that tells you a lot about the man. So uh, well done, Lee, and well done, Danny. That was, uh, it's, that was great. It's, it's exciting times ahead, I think. We're winning on the pitch, which is what everyone wants. Uh, even though I've been getting stuff from my mate saying uh, result w- winning don't sell podcasts, which do you know what I mean? This ain't Arsenal fan TV. We're, we're happy. We're, we're happy. I'm to uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but we've always said communication is key, and at any football club, and I think that's what's needed. And 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 Danny seems like he has some good ideas. We gave him a few of ours. Do you know what I mean? I, as I said, I've been hospitality at, at Rangers. I know a few other people have been at hospitality at high high end clubs like top like the big heads, do you know what I mean? And we need to look at what they're offering and go, right, can we do that, but on a cheaper scale? Because I said, I wouldn't want a four-course meal, a sit-down meal, if I was doing a box. I'd want me and my mates in the box, having a few beers, watching the game, pie at half-time, a few more beers, and then, do you know what I mean? It's that channel, like we said, that he, he sort of summed it up, and particularly when he was explaining the match day experience. Every it's got to, it's, Yeah, and it's like, you know, one lad's going to turn up at five to three, and it's a case of rather than turn up at five to three, can we get him in at five to two? Or if he leaves at five o'clock, can we persuade him to come in for five thirty? And it's just that those little, like you said, the 0.1% is the tiny little bits. Can we get that tweak? Can we get that tweak? Can we make the queue five minutes rather than 10? Some of my mates at the moment are like, oh, I can't be bothered for a beer at half time. It's just too long. And well, it's just those tiny little increments. Can he make that happen? And he sounds like he's got ideas, which is good. As I said, I, I, I didn't go to the game, but you know, when I think it was Weymouth on the Tuesday when they only opened one turnstile. That was me. Yeah, and, yeah, and, was horrendous. And the bar as well was really long queues. But people did say that we noticed Danny Macklin looking around and walking around. So he would have noticed these things and gone, well, actually, that's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? And and he he would notice the things. We didn't didn't bring it up with him about the cash only. Because there's stuff that he will know. There, there's stuff yeah. that he'll he'll bring up. We don't need to snitch. You know what I mean? Snitches get stitches. Right? Do you Big know what time, so, sit the NSU. You know what I mean? But he'll he'll notice these things. He'll see these things. And, and what I like, I think, as well, is if there's, we've said it before, drain the swamp and get rid of the bad eggs who are just 
what's it called in coattailing coattailing on people you know what i mean on the club kind of thing i want people who are going to be working or volunteering yeah you know i mean i know people volunteer their time for the club they love the club but if you're volunteering and offering nothing what what is the point danny do you know what i mean me and you might as well volunteer do you know what i mean you we need people that are going to volunteer and give 100 percent and work if they're working 12 hours go to danny right i want to i want to give 12 hours a day and give 100 percent for 12 hours not go i'm going to give 12 hours and only do two do you know what i mean and that's the thing i said he'll be quite surprised i reckon he might get hit up in his whatsapp regarding the kitchen because yeah. you say for people we need a van we need this people go and do them they're, well, they're, we've got a great fan base and i said it's just it, i feel like as a club where we've come to a crossroads in my opinion in terms of we have done the fan ownership and etc and i feel like a lot of that is due to the the ringing the clubs and no one gets back the really long queues the way that we communicated the lack of this the lack of that i feel that we we're a professional football club with a lot of maybe it's the charm of the club a lot of amateurism in it it's just we're we're there now and it's like this guy i feel i just generally feel like he's here to to rustle a few feathers to, to actually make some changes that might maybe change that pendulum for some people to make sure that it's one way or the other. I think it's a, interesting. I think, I think a lot of people hit the nail on the head when they say, we, we don't mind fan-owned. Do not mind fan-owned. We do not like fan-run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because fan-run has been quite amateur. And now we've got a professional MD in who's going to change it and make it professional. I did, I just went, ah, oh, there, because I thought, we didn't ask him about the head of football operations and how close we are yeah. with regards to that. I don't know if he'll know much about that because I'm guessing. And to be honest with you, PLC. You know, he'll work it, closely with yeah. him when it comes in or her, but that's something that the PLC board shoot and Mike Butley will be sorting and then they work together. But yeah, we, we don't know how closely that is now, but yeah, we need, if we have a professional head of football relations, we have an MD who looks like he wants to be making as much money for the club as possible. It can only be win-win at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And the results on the pitch are looking better uh, and hopefully the fan base are going to be better for it. But yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate a uh, big shout out to Chris Thorpe who uh yeah thanks Chris and, and sorted that out as well regarding uh when uh Danny could come on and stuff or not when he could come on, do you know what I mean? But sorting out times and time frames. But yeah, it's been uh, appreciated. And again, as we said before, anyone wants to come on, I think I'm gonna get Jonathan on next. Jonathan all our American uh tool, as he likes to be called, he'll be coming on soon. So but yeah, all well, good well, stuff. Like it. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, it's nice to sort of um, we've had a we've had a nice positive three or four weeks. I really feel we've got a good chance against Chesterfield. It was great to beat Sutton in the week, rest a few players. So I feel like we're in a really nice position. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we came out with again, in my opinion, a really tough tie. But I feel like we're in a much better place as a club. I feel we understand our team more. I think we understand our players more, our formation more. The manager, we've got a bit of work to do. I still feel like we're a little bit in the dark, but we've now also got, you know, our MD who's now going to be, who's now given us a bit more of an insight. I feel like we're kind of now in a really good position to really strike home. So happy no, days, I, mate. Happy days. No moaning today. Very, very tough game on uh, on on Saturday against Chesterfield. They're doing pretty well, but yeah, I, I, if we can get through that, we've got a possible big third round tie which, you know what I mean, Danny will be rubbing his hands up. If we can get, as I said, the hospitality sorted and stuff, then third round tyres, they sell out massively. And do you know what I mean? We could, we've got to be maximising our revenue and that's what I think he'll do. But yeah, it's been been good. So yeah, uh, Sunday debrief is back Sunday. How was your wedding? Uh, all right? It was all right, yeah. It was a wedding. I got, I was, me and the missus been pretty rough. So yeah, it went. 
probably great, but most oh, people bless don't. Bless you, mate. All right. Well, Sunday days. debrief back. Sunday, me and you are back next week on the podcast again. Uh, and uh, thanks again to our sponsorship, uh, seasonmaster.com, uh, secondary glazing and bifold doors. Hit them up at seasonmaster.com uh, and they'll they'll give you uh, a good quote. But yeah, Danny, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, and you, bud. The real Danny. And uh, oh. good to speak to Mr. Mac, the big Mac, the big dog. Come on, you dance. Come on, you a boost. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.